You ever have trouble getting off the couch and out the door? I do, like a lot. Today on the Weekly Walk Podcast, Eric and I are gonna talk a little bit about why that is. Why is it hard to get ourselves moving? And we're gonna share six, maybe seven tactics that have worked for us on how to get motivated to keep moving. So here's your first tip. Walk with us. Lace up your sneakers and let's get going. Hey, Joyce. Hey, Eric. You know, I'm just not motivated to do the podcast right now. Hmm. Well, you know what I have to say to that? What? Don't care. Suck it up, Buttercup. (laughs) (laughs) This is the time we blocked. We are prepared. We are ready to go. And... Motivation. You know how I feel about motivation. Well, don't I need motivation to do it? No. I can do it without motivation. It depends how you define motivation. But I'm not, I, listen, I'm not arguing with you because I'm right there with you. Like, I think motivation is hogwash. I tell hogwash? You. Hogwash. I think, you know what I think it is? <laughs> Horse pucky. That's not, a, that's not a thing. It's a thing. It's just, it's a thing like hogwash. Horse pucky is not a thing. Horse pucky? Horse pucky. Look it up. It's a thing. It's Are not quite serious? as possible. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, people say that. No, they don't. Not a lot of people. <laughs> and nobody we know. But <laughs> but some people actually say that. I didn't make this up. Uh, that, that's all I'm saying. I am skeptical. All right. <laughs> Putting the call out to the community. Do you know anybody who ever uses the expression horse pucky? Horse pucky. Or have you ever heard the expression horse pucky used? Okay challenge laid. Okay, so here's the thing about motivation. You ready? I worry that some people think that they can only do the thing or should only do the thing when they feel motivated to do it. Like you should only walk when you feel like it. You should wait until you feel motivated. It's just not so. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many things that I do that I don't feel like doing, <laughs> but you you have to do it because you have, you sort of have to look at the big picture. And there are ways that you can make it easier on yourself to do the things you may not feel like doing at that particular moment. Well, I think, yeah, and we will dig into some of those things. But before we even go there, I just want to sort of close the loop on this because Yes, often I don't feel like doing the thing. And there's a reason for that, especially when we're talking about physical activity. There's a reason for that. What's the reason? We are built as human beings to conserve as much energy as we can. That's how we're built. Our ancestors, if they didn't actually have to go out of the cave, They shouldn't go because energy was hard to come by. Food was hard to come by. Like, we're built to conserve energy. Hmm. So I think we got to kind of recognize that in ourselves and realize that our intrinsic wiring is always going to tell us to stay on the couch with our feet up. But that's not necessarily what we should do. Clearly not. So we need to be motivated to get off the couch. And then there's another piece of it, too which, and I know you know this from personal experience as well, once you get moving, 
it's way easier to keep moving. And even though you don't feel like doing the thing, once you start doing the thing, then it feels good. Body in motion, right? Yes, a body in motion stays in motion. And then there's one last thing I wanna talk about on this topic. Okay. And that is, I think there are people out there who think that the other people out there who are successful or fit or actually published the book or whatever the thing is or went to the CrossFit games, I think some people think that those people actually feel like doing the thing every day. Yep. And I can tell you, at least for the last part, <laughs> going to the CrossFit Games, I didn't feel like working out every day. I don't feel like working. I didn't feel like working on the book every day. Did and I feel like getting up at 4.30 in the morning and going to the basement and writing? No. No. And there are many times when I have not felt like going for a walk, whether it's our evening walk with Moose or a pack walk or whatever. But... There are many times that I have. <laughs> and more often than not, what happens when you start? I keep going, at least a little bit. Um, we have our one mile out and back loop. And, not a loop, it's an out and back. And I will often say to myself, all right, I'm just going to walk down to the street, the sort of cross street that's about halfway. And very rarely do I turn around there. I usually finish the half mile out and half mile back. Okay, that is number two on our list of six ways to get motivated. All right, I'm number two. <laughs> you, you started with number two, which is good. It's not like they're in any kind of order, but that works really well for me and for many people too, is if I just can't wrap my head around the two mile pack walk I like to do through the hills, Sometimes I did it. I literally did it just the other day. Actually, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to do half of it. I'm just going to get to this corner. And if I really don't feel like continuing, I'll turn around. And nine times out of 10, when you get to that spot, you keep going because you have momentum because a body in motion stays in motion. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and occasionally, rarely, but occasionally, I'm like, nope, I'm turning around. And when you make those deals with yourself, you kind of have to honor the deal. That happened to me in a workout the other day. I was trying to- That was like yesterday. Uh, I think yesterday, the day before. A couple, I don't know, a couple of days ago, Saturday maybe. And, you know, I got through a part of it and I got sort of into the meat of it. And at one point I was just like, nope, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Probably that that happens maybe one in 50 for me. But when it does happen, like, I, I respect that because the other times are are working out. So, you know, don't don't get too upset if you say I'm going to just walk around, you know, walk to this one corner and you get to that corner and you turn around. OK, that's OK, because then. The next time you're like, all right, well, I know I can turn around and it'll be okay. But the next time that you get there, you'll probably keep going. I think that it also goes to uh, what we were saying about kind of our bodies lie to us about what they need. 
because your body's going to tell you what it wants to do is lay on the couch. I guarantee it. That's what most of the, not all of the time, but most of the time your body's going to want to lie on the couch. So one of the reasons that that kind of deal hacks that is sometimes, rarely, but sometimes your body actually does need to lie on the couch. Are you laughing? Choking? <laughs> Sneezing? What's happening over there? He's holding back a sneeze. Uh, yeah. Uh, and It's a way to really tune in and listen to your body. Exactly. And sometimes when you get to that corner or whatever that point is, your body's going to just be like, woohoo, this is, this is what we needed. And you'll just continue. Exactly. All right. Can we jump to the, uh, let's see, I don't know. I think it's the fourth one, which is actually my favorite. So I want to do it first, not second. First, second. No. <laughs> well, this is number one, but we'll call it, we'll do it number two. It's number one. You just said it's your favorite. It's my, all right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Whatever. What, what is it? The suspense is killing <laughs> So here's something that people don't necessarily know about me. So, you know, I fancy myself something of an intellectual. I read a lot of studies. I read a lot of scientific stuff. I listen to, gosh, these like endless hour, two hour, three hour long deep dive podcasts. You, and you, you interview these people too. I interview, I, you know, okay, you ready? You know, but I'm not sure everybody knows. I really like trashy television. Mm -hmm. I really like trashy books. And not all, but sometimes I read just, you know, mystery page turner. There's, I'm not going to learn anything. I'm not going to grow as a person. None of that. It's just tell me a story. Keep my interest and tell me a story. And sometimes... I even like podcasts. So I'm I'm working through a podcast right now all about supernatural things that I don't think ever happened. I just listened this morning <laughs> to an episode on, you ready? Ancient aliens. <laughs> so yep. you know where I'm going with this? Yep, I do. But so, keep going. All right. So find something that you really want to listen to. Maybe it's a book on tape. A book on tape? tape? <laughs> How old am I? What is, what is this, the 80s? Let's have some pop rocks huh, and listen to a we? cassette. <laughs> <laughs> I love pop rocks. Did I really say it? Remember when we used to listen? We listened to all of Harry Potter on tape. Yep. I think, I, I actually think that it took us so long, it might have shifted to <laughs> CD. <laughs> Anyway, find <coughs> something that that's a page turner, metaphorically. And then what's the rule? Only listen to it when you walk. It's so hard to be disciplined about that. But if you are, you'll get your walks in. Do you ever do that? <coughs> um, I do not, personally. I listen to podcasts when I drive. I listen to music when I walk or work out. You can do it actually with music too if you have a designated playlist of music that you love. And we're kind of built that if we become like a, it's like a Pavlovian response, right? If this is the music you listen to when you walk, when you fire up that music, 
you're going to get walking. Your walk-only playlist. <coughs> yeah, I could do that with some some of my favorite songs, favorite playlists. Just put them on there, and that's the only time I listen to them. Yep, yep. Okay. Less concrete and a little fuzzier is defining yourself as a person who walks. And that goes to something that we talk about. We, we say we're people who walk in the rain. But if you are someone who defines yourself as a walker, when, when you're faced with sort of that lack of motivation, when you sort of are feeling like, I should go for a walk, but I don't feel like it. If you define yourself as someone who takes those walks, you are much more likely to, to go for that walk when you get to that. It sounds like a really simple thing, though. I mean, is it really that powerful to just say, I'm the kind of person who? Absolutely. Yeah. For, for me, I'm the type of person who walks, and I'm also the type of person who does CrossFit workouts. So when I am lacking a little motivation for that, it is sort of, in a way, part of who I am, and it just it does make me at least start. And once I start, you know, I, I, I make that deal with myself, and then I usually get into it. It's interesting, as we're talking about this, it really does seem, and certainly my personal experience for sure, the, the not the problem, the challenge is just getting started, right? And sometimes that's that's all you have to do, whether you make yourself a deal, whether you define yourself as someone who walks, it's just getting out the door. And it it can it can it's actually simpler than that. It can be putting on your shoes. And that's just the start. You you put on your walking sneakers, whatever they may be, your... Your tennies. Your, your Sauconies, your Hoka's, your New Balance, your Ons, whatever are your walking sneakers. Your Brooks. I'm wearing your, Brooks your, as we, at the moment. Brooks. This podcast is brought to you by Hoka. <laughs> these extra squishy walking shoes that look kind of goofy, <laughs> but work really well. Now back to our podcast. Uh, so, yeah, it's just putting putting on the shoes and then it all goes from there and honestly for us it's so much more simple than that because there are certain types of days that if we are certain times of days I should, day i should say if we put on our shoes some little four-legged oh. creature starts going bananas because he knows what's going to happen and there you go. So did we even say that? Like, Get a dog. Yeah, just get a dog. <laughs> Want to get more motivated to take a walk? Get a dog. And we're not the first people to say that. But it's true. You know, there's some really interesting research about dog owners that show, obviously, or it's, I shouldn't say obviously, but it's no surprise that the research shows that people who have dogs walk more typically than people who don't because you have to walk your dog. Absolutely. But what they've shown is that people who have dogs tend to get more physical activity even without their dogs. 
No, really. Yeah, body in motion, I suppose. And they haven't shown causation, so that could just be correlation. People who are more active or more apt to get dogs could be. Could be. Um, but they've seen it with children, too. Children who grow up in homes with dogs get more physical activity than kids who don't. There you go. All right. Your local shelter is waiting for you. So here's one that sort of goes to this, which is actually not on our list. Oh, really? Yep. You ready? Yes. Build a walking habit. What do you think? (laughs) You're perplexed. He's looking up at the sky. Yeah. Isn't that sort of what we're talking about? Like building a walking habit and how to be motivated? And isn't that all part and parcel? No, I don't think so. Because a habit... So I'm fascinated by the power of habits, just fascinated. And what they have shown is that that habits actually activate a different part of your brain because you become kind of in the groove and you do it without really thinking about it. So once you have created a habit, you don't necessarily need the motivation because you're just going to do it without thinking about it. So finding... a a time, an opportunity in your life that becomes a a more regular habit. Yeah, I know. I've seen people in the 99 Walks group who talk about creating a lunchtime habit where they'll, they will, one in particular stands out. Someone works in like an office park and there's like a one and a half mile loop around the whole thing. And they just started doing that and it became habit. And I think they now have like friends in a group that goes around with them. So yeah, just it just builds on itself. Once it becomes a habit, you don't need the motivation because you're just going to do it without needing to move, motivate yourself off the couch. Yeah. Um, but what you just said is actually a really good segue to another tactic. Which number is this? I don't know. 16? I don't know. I'm all out of order. I'm all confused. Now we're just going in whatever way the conversation goes. It's it's flowing. It's flowing. Like a river. A river of conversation. Exactly. So. You want to say it or you want me to? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you brought it up. Yeah. So uh, get a walking buddy or make a date with a friend. And when you don't feel like it, you might imagine uh, your buddy Sam standing out there with their Brooks Hocus Saucony's on, waiting for you on the corner, and you want to go on the couch, but you know Sam is there, you're going to get out the door. And there you go. And you know that if you text Sam and say, "Eh, I don't feel like it, Sam's going to go, come on, what's wrong with you? Come meet me. I'm already here. And then you're going to go for that walk. You know, it's funny. I, uh, I actually, I have various friends with whom I walk. And some of them cancel on me all the time, or I shouldn't say all the time, but with some real frequency, like it's 50-50. But most of them, most people will show up for other people. Which is kind of remarkable because it's true. People will, in general, often show up more for other people than they will for themselves. Why is that? That just seems wrong. I am at least as important to me as my friends are to me. Like my friends are important and helping taking care and supporting my friends, that's very important to me. 
But taking care of myself is pretty important too. So why is it that I'm more likely to show up for them than I am to show up for myself? What's wrong with me? I think that's a whole nother podcast. Can we talk about it? Now? <laughs> or in the other podcast? Sure. Let's talk about it now. You don't oh, want to talk about it? No. Okay. We can talk about it. Uh, yeah, I think... I think it goes to what you were talking about before, a little bit about how we are wired and the importance of community and being part of a group. So we will show up for others to maintain our, you know, historically position in the tribe, but that connection. And often we'll just sort of sadly sacrifice ourself uh not necessarily for others but we just don't we don't show up for ourselves as much as we do for others yeah i don't i don't mean to suggest that actually showing up for the walk that i committed to is somehow a sacrifice for myself because the walk is good for both of us yes so that's not exactly what i mean yeah but it, it's about the no that's not what i meant it, yeah. it's about <laughs> sort of the the motivation around it and how you will be more motivated to show up for others than you will be to show up for yourself. That's absolutely true. And that, actually, there's another little piece to that, which we is if it's someone whose company you enjoy, it is sometimes, unless you've got like the greatest page turner in the world you're listening to, it's kind of more fun to walk with other people. And yeah, I noticed that walks go much faster <laughs> when I'm walking with someone than when I'm walking alone, for they, sure. They do go way faster. And I'm trying to think, because mostly when I walk alone, I'm not actually alone because I have moose with me. <laughs> but And actually, that walk is a lot slower because he's stopping to sniff the flowers and do his business. So And eat the grass. He eats a lot of grass. He eats a lot of grass. So it's faster and time seems to go more quickly when you walk with someone than when you walk alone and or with your dog <laughs> depending on your dog yeah. <laughs> i guess if you have a greyhound <laughs> i don't know i don't know how fast greyhounds walk actually i don't think they walk very fast at all they run fast they, I, yeah like i think they've got two speeds like they're either walking and chilling or they're just remember when we when we uh fostered that greyhound what was her name oh i have no idea what her name was but oh my god that was a nightmare <laughs> she was she was challenged she did not get along with our dog no that that did that not was, go well no it didn't go well didn't go well sometimes bringing dogs together it's so funny like dogs just really truly have personalities yes they did not like each other at all but we gave it a try we did okay the importance of setting a goal a goldilocks goal so here's the thing. If you set a goal that's impossible, it's going to discourage you. And if you set a goal that's too easy, you're going to accomplish it and be like, eh, that was nothing. And are you talking more about like a goal for an individual walk, the 99 walks monthly goal, goals in general, sort of like, can you be more specific around this? Yeah, I think, I actually think that the same rules apply to setting any kind of goal. Now, there's definitely tons of research and personal experience that setting really small goals that are easy to knock off the list 
does give you that bit of dopamine and keeps you going. So not every goal has to be big. You know, sometimes just getting the stuff done, checking the boxes is good. It doesn't have to be a BHAG. No. Hey, everybody know what a big, hairy, hairy audacious, audacious goal. So, no. I guess it's it's interesting. I guess goals really do come in all shapes and sizes. Are all goals good? Because be BHAGs, 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 BHAGs are good too, I think. Moonshot goals, right? What is the cliche? Shoot for the moon. If you miss, at least you'll end up among the stars. <laughs> You've never heard that? I've heard that. Okay. That's, that's just corny. And if that's actually just wrong, because if you shoot for the moon, you, like you're barely out of Earth's atmosphere. The only star that you're even reasonably close to is the sun. And nobody wants and that. You're right. So <laughs> aim for the stars. And if you miss, at least you'll end up on the moon. <laughs> That's a little better. I don't think it has quite the same inspirational message. Yeah, uh, but okay. Anyway, no, but choose the right goal. That's what we're trying to do. But what say. is the right goal? Is it a tiny goal that you're going to easily crush so you get that dose of dopamine that wants you to keep going? Is it a gigantic goal? Because you, if you don't aim really, really big on your goals, then you know, you just, you're not pushing yourself to your limit? Or is it all about setting what I always call a Goldilocks goal? So it, within the 99 Walks context, I definitely encourage people to set a Goldilocks walking goal for their month. But in the broad sense of things. I think it's actually fairly in individual. I think depending where we are in life, in our journey, some people could probably benefit from setting really easy goals and accomplishing them and being like, okay, I, you know, I can do this. I can do something. And they need that reinforcement. That, that, that They need that success and feedback. And some people need BHAGs. They need big, hairy, audacious goals. You know, Jeff Bezos, he had a big, hairy, audacious goal to create Amazon. And he and now, did. And now he rules the world and he's getting sued. Yeah, now he's an evil genius. <laughs> but... I think it's it's very individualized and what may seem like a Goldilocks goal for some may seem like a super easy goal for someone else or it may seem like a BHAG. So it's Goldilocks goals are very individual depending on the person. And you... I, right. I was saying you had said that you think maybe different people would benefit from different goals. Some people need a big, hairy, audacious goal, and some people need the success that comes from setting teeny tiny goals and just knocking them out, knocking them out, knocking them out. And I don't actually think it's the person. I actually think we all need big, hairy, audacious goals and little goals that we can successfully knock out and then a fair number of Goldilocks goals. I think we're all better off if we have a combination of those in our lives. What do you think of that? That is... Dumb? No. <laughs> no, I, I... 
I think that's interesting, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick by what I said. I, I think that's certainly okay, but I do think that at certain times, certain situations, some people probably just need those smaller goals that they can chip away at and and knock off pretty quickly, actually. And the but, big, hairy, audacious goal may just seem overwhelming, and it may actually make it hard for them to do those smaller goals. But if those smaller goals aren't part of a bigger goal, then how do you kind of align those little goals? Well, I think they're going to be part of whatever we're trying to accomplish. I think they're going to relate to that. But... I think when we set that as, when we set those little goals, I think they can be more defined and more measurable. And our BHAG or bigger goal may just be more amorphous. And we can start that for some people. I'm just, I'm just sort of playing devil's advocate. Yeah. I don't think a BHAG can be amorphous. I think by definition, I think... I think we need to do a whole podcast because here's my actual question and we're completely out of time for you to answer this question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hit me. What is a goal? It's the thing at the end of the soccer field. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So here's the thing. Every now and then, Eric and I wonder, is anybody listening? Does anybody care? If you are listening and if you care, I would be so grateful if you would take a moment and add a review, a rating, a something to wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Share this podcast on your social media channels or just hit Eric and I up and let us know that, yup, you're listening. Yup, you care. And yes, we are making a difference.